Welcome to the December 14th, 2007 edition of The Relevant Podcast, uh, part two of the Christmas extravaganza. Uh, just meaning that I'm going to play Christmas music again this week. And it is extravagant. <laughs> it's all Liberace all the time. Um, the Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is managing editor Jesse Carey. Hello there, friends. Operations manager and my wife, Maya Strang. Merry Christmas. And the token Brit, Lloyd Kinsley. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, we Very have a, well, then. <laughs> we have a great podcast lined up for you. We have a live in-studio performance by the band Deus Vale. Yeah, that's um, good. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kick it old school and do entertainment releases right here. All right. Ooh. Yep. Because uh, we because they're worth talking about for once. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's been kind of a dry spell, but tonight coming out in theaters, we've got I Am Legend. Yeah, Ooh. the extravaganza, big starring Will Smith, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a hot young actor. I don't know if a lot of you guys are familiar with it. Uh, yeah, has anyone seen the trailer for this? Uh, it's like probably the seventh Will Smith film where the trailer involves him shirtless and in a shower. <laughs> I'm not kidding. If you go back, look at iRobot. Look at, I think it was even in Ali, every single one of those trailers has him topless and showering. Did you document this on your website? <laughs> Is this your blog? You are Check uncovering. Yeah. WillSmithShowering.blogspot. No, I think I'm just slash UK. I think I'm bitter because he's one of those guys that. Um, .co.uk. When, you sit, when, he's, when he's kind of in a film or in a TV show, he's one of those guys that my wife will say, Isn't, isn't he gorgeous? Really? <laughs> so that's maybe why I, I talk negatively about him. She likes big ears. Interesting. Aww. Yeah. See, I've always, I've been a huge Will Smith fan ever since The Fresh Prince. Oh yeah, I mean I love that show. I absolutely love it. Yeah, exactly. I mean it is, it's so iconic. You know, the dumb dancing. And you were actually in New York when they were filming. We talked about it last week on the podcast. Oh, I didn't listen. Ah, okay. See what happens when you miss one? Why did you talk about it? Because we said next week I am Legends coming oh. out or something. Because we hey, love Will Smith. I was there when they were filming it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I was in the shower with him. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, because that would go against the plot of the film. It's just That's him right. and a dog. Yeah. I'm an alien. <laughs> wow. Okay. Also coming out, we've got Juno, starring Michael Sarah, Jennifer Garner, and others, and Jason Bateman. I love it because it's a kind of a Arrested Development reunion. Michael Sarah and Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. Michael Sarah gets his girlfriend pregnant in this film. And wow. the teenage Juno, I mean, we've all seen the previews, but Juno is the girl. Anyway, she takes an unusual approach in order to make sure the child is cared for properly. It's a coming of age tale. I feel like it, that's becoming, pregnancy is the new theme of romantic comedies. <laughs> I mean, you've had, you knocked had, up. you had knocked up, you had the brother Solomon, which was hugely underrated. With I've never <laughs> even heard of that. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know that it was underrated. We totally saw that. We did see it. <laughs> I thought it, okay, I'm not, pro, I could I'm see not you giggling it, but I laughed the entire time of the movie. But Jesse, yeah. we have already established that you have really bad taste in movies. <laughs> 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 we laughed when we saw it. Please. I think you have to like accept it's going to be totally dumb yeah, and I, just go for it. I laughed th- <laughs> visualizing how much Jesse would have been enjoying <laughs> I, There it. were so many, even the car that, like, my, I think that the hilarious, most hilarious car car of all time and not that i'm not bashing you if you have this car but it's just the car represents an era that is funny to me is that um you know early 90s taurus you Mm -hmm. know and like when they're driving that around and because conan does a bit with his taurus where he he says that he has a classic car (laughs) and he takes it to car shows i remember one car show he took it to someone was inspecting it and they opened the trunk and there's a wasp nest in there (laughs) (laughs) at one point he's sitting in there revving the engine just yelling like a (laughs) madman we actually had one it was 
brown on the outside and tan on the inside. <laughs> it was nice. See, I feel like a lot of people... And the AC didn't work. Because yeah. <laughs> a lot of people can relate to the Taurus. Right. Like, oh, sure. Because if there's, if there's ever been like just a generic american unstylish but reliable car mm-hmm. it's that model of taurus i'm noticing that lloyd is that is, is, is yeah, I'm sorry, yeah this conversation. <laughs> because of what you just said it's the Amer- it's an iconic it american yeah. car yeah i won't right. drive a vehicle that uses star signs that's one of its names <laughs> i just won't <laughs> so so uh, he's permissible in a lot of things but that's where he draws the line yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also coming out in theaters, I know, uh, Jesse, you're really looking forward to this one. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Finally. Mm. Finally. <laughs> Starring Jason Lee and Animatronics. Uh, album's <laughs> coming out on Tuesday. We've got Lupe Fiasco's The Cool. I'm excited about that one. Rivers Cuomo with his solo project, Alone, the home recordings of Rivers Cuomo. And Mary J. Blige with Growing Pains. Rivers Cuomo, if you people don't know, is from Weezer. Yeah, he's the front man. Some would say prolific. Prolific. Uh, you, you're a. Uh, you would be uh, an admitted big Rivers Cuomo fan. I am. He is probably out of all the uh, bands and artists that I I really like and have influenced my taste in music. He is up maybe in the top five, maybe mm. top three. Wow. For me, Humpty Hump from Digital Underground. <laughs> yeah, the song brought us together. You knew all the words. I was very it's impressed. True. For me, and then it is closely followed by the theme to the Fresh Prince. <laughs> uh, this, I, I think, this is a sad statement. You know, every week I want to start bringing Snapple facts. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. last week I brought two. This week, same one as last week. Ah, Snapple, you've let beavers, down. Beavers were once the size of bears. Yeah, but that one, that one isn't even true. We're, we're pretty sure that's not true. Yeah, they just make you know that th- at some point when they're doubling up, that's another sign that well they're just having to make stuff up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so no one's really going to try I, and research I, it. I admittedly drink a lot of the Diet Snapple peach iced tea. A lot. I mm-hmm. mean, two or three a day. But it's sad that I'm doubling up on my Snapple facts. Here's another reason why I think it might be a hoax. One, it's the real fact number one, two, three. Hmm. Yeah, you know, there's just a guy that's like, oh man, he phoned he's, it a, in he, that day. he's like thumbing through encyclopedias. He's like, uh, dogs used to walk on two legs because <laughs> he saw something on America's Funniest Home Video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, well that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, slices. listening to Lifehouse. The song is Silent Night. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, you actually heard You Too with Christmas Baby Please Come Home. So, uh, before we jump into Slices, Jesse and I went to a magic game a couple nights ago. It was magical. <laughs> no, Go it magic. wasn't. They lost. <laughs> yeah. And I was very upset with the not the fact they're going to lose. They're not going 82-0. I know this. Yeah. But with the effort that yeah. I saw. And, and they're playing the Hawks. Right. A lot of, this is one of those teams that a lot of people forget the Hawks are even an NBA franchise. <laughs> but the, the problem with teams like the Hawks is they're young and they're hungry. And they honestly have a lot of talent. But these guys are out to prove something. And so they're hustling and they're running circles around you. And, you know, the good teams or the whatever they see the hawks on the schedule and they think oh we're gonna win so they coast and so like the magic showed up coasting and the hawks just outplayed them and it was it was just it was pathetic well that you know they're getting up and down the court there's one point when a player for the hawks you know in the nba you know in college it's it's not uncommon to see guys like diving out of bounds and you know in there. But they're doing this the whole game. Yeah. And there's one point where <laughs> I can't even remember the context of it because I think my mind something like Okay. I can I can paint the picture. I remember it was okay. we were on our side <laughs> of the court. No, I remember that. I don't remember like why the ball was flying out of bounds. Uh because he knocked it. So the Magic had the ball and AC Law on the Hawks who's a rookie 
and really making a name for himself, trying to hustle, whatever. He knocks the ball, tips it, and it goes flying toward the magic bench yeah. out of bounds. And so he's he's running towards the ball full speed. Yeah, and they and I guess this is unique to this year or last year, but they they move seats like they do in like L.A. and a lot of big cities right on right court side. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally next to al- the coaches yeah, and stuff, al- almost at almost on the out of bounds line. So he sees that it's about to be a train wreck with some very rich elderly folks <laughs> that are sitting there right by the side of the court. So he hurdles, but somehow. He his body becomes like parallel with the ground, like and like he is a flying feet first. Yeah, feet first. Like what? he's a flying. Well, not sick- par- parallel. I'm almost like a sitting position. He jumps up and like to well, get over legs, the seats. Yeah, his legs half. come up and his feet first, like wow. a kangaroo stance. Okay. <laughs> like he is a flying, flying. 250 pound six seven arrow. Yeah, that's sitting in the seated position. What? Okay. So he clears the first row. Uh huh. He clears the second row, and there's a woman standing right behind the second row who got two feet right in the chest. It was like Man. it was like a Jackie Chan move. Like, that is awesome. It yeah. was unbelievable, and like the whole place goes. Oh! And he gets up and he runs back on the court, and they they're playing basketball. Well, he's again. laying on his back. In in, in the, you know the the hall I mean or not the hallway but the walkway on his back his feet were first nothing stopped him boom yeah. everybody first thought oh my gosh is he okay he pops up he runs back out on the court the lady who got the two feet in the chest <gasps> oh. didn't get up yeah man. no and everyone is like standing like oh man that was the worst thing I've ever seen <laughs> did anyone go yeah, help her oh paramedics, paramedics. <gasps> I mean it was like. People, oh yeah, the officials are flooding in. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. She, I I don't know that it made it on TV. I don't, yeah, I, don't I, I don't know, but I've never seen anything wow. such a violent hit. I imagine that's life. one of those things when you see it, you're like, do I do I <laughs> do I respond with shock and like panic, or do I just laugh? Yeah. <laughs> you I'm sorry, her. But I'm gonna, She's just I mean, walking to her seat and two size fourteen sleeper <laughs> bottoms. Yeah. Man. Fly at her and plant on the chair. He literally like was the a breath hawk. out of her. He flew into her. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he was surprisingly hawk-like. Yeah. Um, and the end wasn't magic. You know, it was just a full collision. But it reminded me, you know, because uh, I, I was thinking then, because I've been to a lot of, like, sporting events. Not and, to brag or anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, in, in college, I used to go to a lot of the basketball games. I was trying to think of other, like, stadium near disasters that I've seen. And, and two or three came to mind. Well, only one involving slight physical harm to someone. Like, I had a buddy who was a male cheerleader. You nice. know? I had one of those. <laughs> and so, uh, you no, know. No, I did. Lloyd's giving me a look like I'm making something in the window. One of my friends. I don't know what that means. Became, yeah. he, he wanted some scholarship money, so he tried out for the, the cheerleading squad, and he made it. Yeah. Well, I, I knew a Good guy. Good for him. And they, what they do is they. During timeouts or whatever, you know, they go and do their little thing and entertain everyone. But they had these, like, little mini foam basketballs that they would, like, launch into mm-hmm. the crowd. And a lot of the, the girl cheerleaders, a lot of them couldn't throw it that far. So it was mostly just people up front that got them. So the guys would just rear back and wail them as hard as they could and just baseball them up there so that people up top could get some, too. Well, <laughs> there's a guy who's... Arms are loaded with popcorn and soda. Like, <laughs> like walking down the stairs, like you know, like coming to his family, like and it's almost like hump da 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 do, you know. <laughs> time out, almost time to get back to the chair. You know? I don't know why Is he's got a weird ass. <laughs> But so the guy Jensen just wails one up, and he didn't even he didn't even like he wasn't aiming for the guy, but it just happened. You know, it's the uh, the the wall that you know anything yeah. that can happen. Murphy's, yeah, <laughs> it hit the guy right where a guy does not want to be hit. Oh. <laughs> so everyone is just dying laughing, and he like goes down to kind of his knees, but he's holding the popcorn Let's save the up. popcorn. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll give it to the guy, because he saved the popcorn and drinks. Like, a bad situation could have been far worse. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, he, he kind of waddled back to his seats, and he ended up being okay. Wow. But... I the, did... I say I did that too. I uh, when I was back when I was dancing, I 
pelted a kid in the Cl- face. Clarify, you danced hey. for the Orlando Magic. For the Orlando Magic, and then before that, I danced for the Orlando Miracle, which was our WNBA team. And when we were on that, when I was, when I was on that team, they would give us the shirts and the balls and stuff, and we'd throw them out, and you know, people wanted them. And you know, I'm a girl. Sometimes they they threw great, but twice <laughs> I hit an old person in the face and I pelted a kid oh, in the face. Nice. Where it's like you're trying to throw it up and it just doesn't go at the right time and it kind of goes straight forward and yeah. Oh. So I'm like, oh, so it's like sorry. a point blank, right? Like, just shot. To <laughs> you're the face. like three feet in front of me and I like throw a t-shirt right in their face. One of my favorite uh, dance from the miracle stories you've told is when you guys went and um, Pegasus the mascot. Oh yeah, <laughs> we went to Arkansas. They didn't have a team or anything, but it was, I don't know what it was Preseason or something. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a preseason game. So we went, and it was an intern for the Orlando Miracle, and the person that normally does the mascot couldn't make it. So this intern got in the suit, got in the Pegasus head and the whole body thing, and she had a big bucket of shirts. And she was supposed to run out and, like, pretend to trip, and... And um, and the shirts would go everywhere. We'd grab them and throw them up, blah, blah, blah. Well, she did this, and she trips, but she didn't secure her head. So her head, <laughs> she falls over, shirts go everywhere, and the, and the horse head just goes rolling across the court. And it was just like, <gasps> what do we do? Yeah. And so we just ran and got the shirts and totally ignored her. She was totally mortified. I was going to say, that's like disturbing to like the right. children there. Yeah, and, then yeah, and it was all kids. Yeah. <laughs> It's like watching Men in Black when the little heads come off and little alien heads are inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, there there was another, and I, they do this at a lot of sporting events now. But uh, or you, I, I guess it was uh, it was sponsored by some company. But I guess some some of the AV uh, classes like actually did some of the engineering art. It was a huge blimp that they would fly out over the audience uh-huh. and drop coupons. You know, yeah, same kind of deal. Well. You know, rowdy college students, uh, a massive floating blimp, <laughs> and foam b- little basketballs thrown into the stands aren't always the best combination. Because <laughs> yeah. one of my buddies was like, dude, watch this. And so the blimp <laughs> is like hovering. And the guy in the basket, like, you know, he stands like on this little crow's nest, you know, mm-hmm. and, and is, has the remote control to the blimp. And this thing is like his baby. I mean, he takes this thing very seriously. He takes the job of flying it incredibly seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, my buddy Eric gets one and just launches, like, baseball throw, and it hits just the nose of the blimp, and it hits it right at the angle to to spin it, like, throw it into a spin. (laughs) (laughs) So, he's up there, like, trying to, like, wheel it back. It's like the Hindenburg catches on the flames of the humanity. I mean... I'll give it. He had some pretty good skills to get this thing back on course, but he was flipping out, like screaming, like pointing, and that just makes it all the more funny. <laughs> yeah. Then you see all these basketballs from other sides of the bleachers going, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> nice. And the one other time, he got it a little too close to the stands, and it has a little string on the nose mm-hmm. so that when he gets it, he gets this yeah, big hook it and yeah. pull it in. Well, you know how stadium seats are. They're they're pretty steep. They go up. Yeah, and so he got a little bit too close, and somebody reached out and grabbed the string <laughs> and pulled the blimp in so that everyone could get the coupons. I thought he uh, was going to... Did he get fired? Well, no, I thought he was going to like go on a rampage. <laughs> audience, you know? Wow. Speaking of going on rampages in basketball games, I've heard about the uh, the uh, conduct that Cameron displayed what? at the game this week. Who told you about that? Um, hmm. I have it stuffed the, the stuffed the magic dragon actually <laughs> whispered in my ear. I was not satisfied with their performance, and our seats are directly above the tunnel where they go in and out uh, before and after and halftime and stuff. And so, usually this season, at least, I've been cheering them on. Congratulating them, <laughs> clapping for them, thanking them for their effort. Uh, this game, I wasn't so pleased. And so I decided to uh, give them two sets of advice. Number one, get the ball into Dwight and play some freaking defense. And it just so happened that everything, because they weren't playing good, the entire place was dead silent, you know. And so I stand up and I'm just, you know, like I usually do, I'm yelling at them, but it's so quiet, I catch their attention. And pretty much half the team locks eyes with me and as they're walking in the tunnel i mean they don't break their stare and i'm pointing at them and yelling and stuff like that i i swear a couple of the players i really i really fully thought that i would be escorted out or, or hit. <laughs> i was i was afraid yeah because i was standing there and just like ooh, you know because some of the looks it were turned like, a little 
it got a little personal. I, yeah, you know, I, I think I, so. It crossed a line that I didn't mean to cross. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't there. I would have been so embarrassed. Yeah, just, I'm embarrassed when he yells. You're a little yells. bit like, man, I'm with the guy who they're looking at. <laughs> this isn't good. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, yeah, I, they never look at you, ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. And they were not just looking. Oh, wow. They, Staring. They locked in. Death stares. It was death stares. And so then, I, I mean, I couldn't like, about halfway through my ranting at them, I realized this is uncomfortable. That we're yeah. in physical danger. Right <laughs> it was that. Like Cameron almost got a jump kick to the chest. Like it almost I fully that. thought Adano Foyle would Man. run up into the stands and bum rush me because he was not getting the ball into Dwight. Would you run away and be like, ah! Oh, heck yeah, we're run. <laughs> anyway. Have you guys ever heard of um, Eric Cantona? No. No. I didn't think you would have. Um, this, this, this story is just reminding me. Eric Cantona, is, um, he used to play for Manchester United. Um, he's a f- he's French. He's What's French. that? <laughs> <laughs> he's a French footballer, as in soccer player. Just cricket. Okay, no, soccer. <laughs> um, and uh, he he kind of got close to the the Her Majesty's Polo League. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, and he, he was kind of close to the line, and, and one of the Manchester United fans held kind of abuse at him for being French. Um, and rather than just kind of shaking off or staring him down like the magic, he, um, he two-foot kicked them on purpose. Oh, he ran, man. cleared like the kind of the advertising stand, uh-huh. and two-foot kicked them into the chest. Oh, wow. And he's wearing cleats. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. got studs. And uh, he, um, I, th- I mean, I think, yeah, I think he got banned, like... He had, I mean, he had a huge fine, but then, like, he... Because um, the funny thing was, the court that he then had to kind of go to, to to decide his fate was right by my school. So all of us kind of, are like, we ran down there after school. We ran to the outside the courthouse. He's coming out, and there's all these, like, press photographers, and we're showing, are you going to kick us? Kick me! <laughs> kick me in the chest! <laughs> just, trying to, just trying to provoke some kind of reaction. But, yeah, I mean, he, he, went, he did it on purpose. There was no accident. Um, I just wanted to thank the podcast listeners for making me so popular on the was it IMDB oh yeah I saw that yeah I was up like 400% from the week before so nice so that'll do it for your um, occasional sports update (laughs) Uh, and now with slices here's Jesse I I have a lot of respect for for the kid in this story as do I because oh I don't know well, if you uh, respect my respect, him. yeah, and I think we all should because a huge pastime of mine growing up and even through college and even through like last night is making prank phone calls. <laughs> um, yeah, you didn't last night. No, I didn't okay. last night. But I, but I do think they're hilarious in every way that comedy can be funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, this kid is actually in Iceland. How are you and I friends? Because I hate prank phone calls. I feel so bad for the recipient. I know I, who I, we're prank calling later. <laughs> my heart goes out to these poor people i wish i could have i wish i had audio recordings of some of the ones we've done they are hilarious well here's the thing i looked at it and, and i see how you could pity people i really do but i look at it as a victimless crime because at any moment they have the choice to hang up it's not like i'm at their front door mm-hmm. you know what i mean all they gotta do is hang up the phone i'm not gonna harass them if they fall into my scheme or if they happen to have a hilarious name like larry bird or michael jackson <laughs> and choose to be listed in the phone book they're gonna get a they're phone gonna call. Get a call they're gonna get a call yeah well this kid actually was able to schedule a phone call meeting with president bush <laughs> what he called the white house and convinced them that he was the icelandic president and that he needed to talk to him in an urgent phone call so the he got all the way to se- president bush's secretary and the secretary scheduled the meeting for the phone call between him and the president before uh i guess the cia ended up calling the national commissioner of the icelandic police so Whoa. the police show up at the kid's house and um the kid's like, yeah, I just had this phone number. I, and he told the police he didn't know where he got it. He couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. And he said one of his friends gave it to him a couple of years ago, and he just decided to call around. Um, and the White House is trying to play it cool, because what kind of security breach right. is that? We're not only a teenager, but a teenager in Iceland, you know, all these phone numbers away. I, I don't even know how. I couldn't even reach Iceland by phone. If, you right. know what I mean? You couldn't even find it on a map. Yeah, much less call them. <laughs> So they're saying, well, it was just a number that anybody could have gotten into, but why would they get all the way to President Bush's secretary? Um, 
But the chief of police in, in Iceland issued a statement that says, as far as we're concerned, there will be no further investigation. But I love his tone here. And I don't know if the American government is going to take any action because of this. Like, look what you did, son. You were done, but who knows what the American <laughs> government's going to do yeah. to you. I'm impressed with that. I mean, that, not only would he be, I mean, how old does it say he is? 16. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have a deep voice, but, you know, the Icelandic accent is, it's good, you know, you you're going to have to do some impressing to kind of be able to get through with that. Well, I wouldn't know what it would sound like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you saying if you just did something that sounded slightly European, people yeah. would be like, oh, okay. The president's on the phone. The president of Iceland. <laughs> Santa? <laughs> yeah, much, much respect. Well, I have a story about a bear. Always good. There's a boy in Arkansas. He's only not, None of the stories about the Chicago bears. Or mm. Bear Grylls, although he is awesome. <laughs> He's your hero. Oh, yeah. This is about a 445-pound black bear that was shot and killed by a five-year-old boy in Arkansas. You, you sure that wasn't a beaver? <laughs> it might have been. Going to Snapple? Yeah. That might have been a beaver. <laughs> he shot it from 50 yards away with his youth rifle. He's five years old. Who makes a youth rifle? Hitler youth. Who Hitler gives youth. a youth rifle to a five-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> and they are claiming that the boy's 10th great-grandfather was Davy Crockett. Wow. <laughs> I can believe it. Wait, so yeah. who, that's who, why he killed a bear? Right. His and the legend is that when he was only three, cared, killed a bear. What is the song? Oh, that's right. Davy. Killed him a bear when he was only three. But what did Davy Crockett use? I, I doubt that they have a youth rifle. His right hands. His, His right hands, yeah. And the family plans to stuff the bear life-size and put it somewhere. As Isn't in that stuff weird? it so it's soft so the kid can play with it? <laughs> <laughs> That's cruel. It's gross. Okay, so this week, Greenpeace. No, wait, you got to come up with a segue from hers to yours. There is no segue. <laughs> Absolutely none. Speaking of bears... Who likes bears in nature? Greenpeace. I love it. <laughs> yeah, they love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So this week, um, Greenpeace, they're gonna they're turning their attention to the makers and manufacturers of game consoles. So they are actually trying to kind of what, uh, to save them in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, haven't you seen the rare spotted Nintendo Wii? <laughs> <laughs> the spotted Nintendo Wii. Yeah, like... They um, are rare these days, though. <laughs> That's they, true. They are, yes. I had a friend that sold one that was over a year old on eBay for $450. I don't believe that. No, uh really? Yeah, and I had another friend that got it for four, sold it for 430 You can't buy them anywhere. Nope, they're sold out. Are everywhere. they? You can, yeah, you, you cannot buy a Wii. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, yeah. Um, basically, the both the manufacturing and then the disposing of all all three of um, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo's consoles are potentially harmful to the people who are obviously there manufacturing and making them. But then disposing of the things is bad for the environment. Um, they actually have produced a video, <laughs> which I, I checked out to see if it was it was any good, and it's not. But it has <laughs> it has Mario, it has Master Chief, and I don't even know who this guy is, but. Cri- Kratos, I think he's basically one of the PlayStation 3's kind of main characters. Yeah. But the three of them um, are kind of running around shooting stuff, and then they, they have to compete for the green console in this video. Mm. Um, Where's Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, he died in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> he was run over. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, what they want to do, they want to try and get um, gamers to, <laughs> to petition, and for some reason, when I was reading that, all I could think of was like a, a big kind of rally with just hundreds of sweaty teenagers in black T-shirts. <laughs> And just the general smell of kind of acne cream. (laughs) These guys saying, make it green. And like, I mean, I tried to think, because Apple, like, didn't Apple, like, maybe like a year, year and a half ago do, they had to change the thing because there was a website that was part of, I think, by Greenpeace as well that said, you know, a lot of their manufacturing is not very good for the environment. And they've changed their ways because of it. So who knows? Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, they may have to do a little bit of changing to keep up with Apple. Interesting. Mm. That is interesting. But it seems like if people are really passionate about that, they just don't buy the, you know, don't buy the Xbox if you're afraid of, you know. The mm-hmm. But there's no the green options. 
you know? I mean, just because... Well, that's You should saying. be out saving trees, not playing video games. Oh, yeah, the green option is to go outside and play with sticks. Karen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how many trees did Hoop and Stick kill? <laughs> well, Tell one. Me that. Yeah, stick. one, the stick. <laughs> it was already dead. <laughs> and everyone knows. Natural that. causes, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Circle of life, guys. <laughs> um, well, right now in the news, everywhere is is the, the presidential upcoming the caucuses and one of the big stories is the rapid rise of mike huckabee the gop candidate but one uh newspaper actually uh wanted to get into some of huckabee's former teachings he you know a lot of people might know that he is an ordained minister and he he was used to be the pastor of two baptist churches um at the same time wow that's impressive (laughs) yeah i know busy man (laughs) yeah so I'm sure he, he can multitask. run a country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Two churches? <laughs> what qualifies you to be president? I once ran two Baptist churches. <laughs> well, because he said some stuff that's on record while he was governor of Arkansas that has kind of come back, I don't want to say to haunt him, but some people have questioned um, the comments. Uh, they're consider- One of them is about uh, homosexuality. Um, and obviously, he says that he thinks it's a sinful lifestyle, but also, this is during the time of the AIDS e- epidemic in the early 90s, he says that it posed a danger, uh, it was dangerous to a public health risk. And then he also actually suggested quarantine, well, he didn't say the word quarantine, but he said isolating people that have the AIDS virus. And he's gone really? back and said that at mm-hmm. the time, not a lot of information was available about the right. AIDS virus. Yeah. And so he felt like that would be a good way to to stop it. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, those aren't very political correct things to say mm-hmm. in this day and age. So one newspaper decided, well, maybe we can get into his sermon archives and find out you know, maybe some other stuff that he said. Well, they called the, the church, and the church assistant said that much of the archive material from Huckabee's tenure as a pastor had been destroyed during a remodeling. And mm-hmm. the stuff that they did have left would not be made available. Hmm. Do you mean like his notes? Well, like, I, I'm sermon. assuming they were looking for, yeah, either sermon notes or audio or, you know, tapes. And would they have access to that because of freedom of information, right? Well, th- they were just asking the church if they could have it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the church said that most of it was destroyed. They, so that way, it doesn't look like they're saying, well, no, we don't want you to have it because of you know, something right. he might have said that would be incriminating. It's like, well, uh, we're remodeling, and gosh darn it, the tapes are gone. <laughs> you know so I mean? It's in the trunk of Huckabee's uh, assistant. <laughs> Who is yeah. Chuck yeah. Norris? Isn't his assistant Chuck Norris? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> is that Chuck what the video is? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. This is Chuck Norris' candidate. So... I'm kind of interested to see how this this all plays out because he's also had several uh, indirect confrontations with Mitt Romney, who is a Mormon, uh, specifically about religion. Mm -hmm. So, well, he's trying to backpedal from that because he he said, uh, "Isn't uh, Jesus and Satan? Don't Mormons believe that Jesus and Satan are brothers?" Yeah, you know, and and then when people, well, from what I understand, that is part of their theology. It's not. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I mean, according to the article I read that was about that, then they got a spokesman for the Mormon Church to clarify that, and they said, no, they don't believe that, that that Satan's a fallen angel. Anyway. Well, I'm sure there's different, Yeah, you know, I'm sure there, there's broad theology in both camps. But I, I feel like, you know, and Romney has really been playing it up, like he's been a victim of this, and I'm not saying he hasn't been, mm-hmm. but he is a saint at the same time, I feel like he's kind of having his cake and eating it too. And then he's saying, you know, religion shouldn't be a part of this. Don't worry about me that I'm a Mormon. And then like, you know, oh, religion is a big part because look mm-hmm. at what they're saying about my faith. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So yeah. it, it's political mudslinging is, is always, uh, it's a lot of fun. I love it. It's the yeah. best part of the year, <laughs> but <laughs> the now whole that, year. but it, it's such a weird twist because religion is involved this time around where it hasn't been in decades. Right. You know? In case you guys would like to make reservations to get into heaven, you can now do so. Oh, great. Yeah. There is a website called reservespotinheaven.com. That yeah, do sells- we have to give a, a day and an hour that we'll be there? Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, okay. You just get a travel kit. Oh, okay. And, uh, so it's an open-ended ticket. It is. Uh, for $12.79, you can get the essential travel kit, which comes with the official certificate of reservation with the recipient's name written in it, and a boarding pass to heaven, an, an ID card, and a Heaven 101 instruction booklet to prevent culture shock. 
So, you know, when you fly Virgin Atlantic, because it's a long trip if you're flying Virgin Atlantic, they give you a nice little bag with, like, slippers mm-hmm. and an eye mask and shaving stuff. They, they don't give you that going to heaven? I mean, it's pretty far. Oh, well, no, I had you got a bag of free mana. <laughs> they do They do have a uh, money-back guarantee, though. Mm. <laughs> right. But there's a lot of people... And, and this, this whole, on that. This whole, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, this whole gag gift, it was started by two twenty somethings, mm-hmm. but they've gotten a lot of heat for this because uh, I guess in the in the area is a Seattle based company, so a Seattle radio station like picked up the story, and callers started flooding the stations. Um, and I have a couple quotes that said that you're making a mockery of the salvation of God guarantee the salvation only God can guarantee us. I am absolutely disgusted with the immoral conduct. Um, one of them said, I think they're basically securing themselves a first-class ticket to hell for, <laughs> mock- for doing that and mocking God. Wow. So, but, it, I mean, do, why? I don't know. Are, are we surprised? I mean, if somebody doesn't believe in, in the gospel, then why wouldn't they mock it? I mean, the Bible says that, that you'll be scorned for what you believe in stuff. I mean, so l- l- why are we surprised yeah. that two non-Christians are doing something as a gag? Yeah, I, it doesn't... Why I mean, get offended? I don't yeah, know that's what I'm offended. saying. Like, it doesn't personally... Uh, people are, in this country, people can say whatever they want. To the Orlando Magic. <laughs> <laughs> One of the people actually did grow up Baptist, and he said he still believes in God. And they haven't said that this is, like, the Christian God, and but they said the only people that have you know gotten upset about it are christians like no one no other religion has come against them it's christians once again getting upset yeah like the orlando magic players (laughs) (laughs) if these guys don't be careful seriously though they're gonna get a jump kick to the chest (laughs) by pat robertson yeah, and you don't. Want, we know by fact you don't want to have anything to do with Pat Robertson's. Legs. I mean, he holds the world record for leg press. That's what he says. He's broken his own record, like over two thousand pounds. <laughs> even though the world champion can only do seven hundred, it's something. so funny every time that every time I hear that. I don't joke. care that it's two years old. It yeah. is still funny. Yeah. Whenever I see that, if I'm thumbing through like one of the the back issues, and we had the little picture of Pat Robertson <laughs> leg pressing, or, or it was him with a muscle body. Yeah, right? yeah, Mister Universe. Yeah. Okay, and now Jesse had a slice, but thankfully he gave it to me so I can just read it and gloat. <laughs> London has been voted the greatest holiday destination in the world, beating such idyllic cities as New York and Sydney. And wait, lovely ho- wait, holiday meaning, are you meaning the British term like vacation destination, or do you mean during the holidays? <laughs> <laughs> I think it means vacation. Okay. This is printed, but this is a, the Evening Standard, which is a UK paper that said this. Okay. Um... So, yay for so us. a little bias. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't let me have my moment, could you? <laughs> this, the Spanish uh, paper said Barcelona is yeah. the best holiday. Madrid <laughs> narrowly beat out Barcelona. <laughs> for best city in the world. Ever by mankind. <laughs> if London's so great, then why do all the Brits come over here to vacay in Orlando, Florida? It's right. true. <laughs> the outlets are like little London. It's, you know? it's the water parks. Mm, water they, parks they are don't fun. Have, they don't have slides in the yeah. UK. Yeah. No, we don't even... Have, there's, no, there is no, there's a couple of like very badly run kind of water parks. But you can get stuff like... like there's a local swimming pool like where we used to live that had a wave machine. Um, wait, wait, wait. In the swimming pool, there's yep. a wave machine. Yeah. Nice. Well, it was like a leisure center, but like... Um, for like, for, yeah. We don't have leisure centers here. What <laughs> happens at a leisure center? It's, a, it's like a gym. Oh, okay. okay. So it's a gym with a pool, but this pool was like... So it, you like can, the YMCA for, having a wave yeah. machine for, in their pool. For, awesome. for some reason, when you said leisure center, I pictured like... I didn't. Huge, I said leisure. Uh, <laughs> I pictured a huge room with lots of like leather couches. <laughs> People wearing velour. Yeah. And velvet robes. Jumps, yeah, jumpsuits. Everyone's, yeah, jumpsuits or robes. Just kind of like lazily walking around. And there's like ice I cream I believe the Romans everywhere. called those bathhouses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like a gym. But okay. it had a kind of a pool attached to it, which was a bit more glamorous, and you could kind of, I think it was the idea, they were trying to sell it for kids so that they, parents could turn up, do a bit of kind of aerobics, and then leave their kids in this pool. But um, funnily enough, like for for like the, the whole of the last year before we moved out here, um, my job was actually a house spouse, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, w- I was looking after my three-year-old son, Elijah, um, during the day. We call them housewives here. 
Yeah, well, you I'm a not a wife, so I, I came up <laughs> no, with the no. little Monica house spouse. Oh, okay. Just, that's oh, my okay. name. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's my thing. You we'll keep... just go ahead and call you a housewife. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, so, yeah, I would look after Elijah, and um, I took him to this, this swimming pool that had the wave machine, you know, fairly often. And was, as was the case with anywhere when I took Elijah, if I took him to, like, parent and toddler groups, I would get funny looks because it's mainly just women there with their children and it's kind of like is this guy here to hit on us <laughs> and, and it's like it, a romantic comedy <laughs> yeah you were like you were just a little Hugh Grant <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to Hugh Grant <laughs> uh, how desperate your jokes are becoming <laughs> Uh, so yeah so like I would go to like different places to try and take Elijah and a lot of the time I would feel uncomfortable so I wouldn't just go I wouldn't go but the swimming pool was fine they did like a what they call toddler splash so you could take kids um, and you then could splash the toddlers <laughs> yeah. yeah Jesse would like it he's mean like that <laughs> you could just turn up and there's a row of them and you just throw water in their face <laughs> so uh so I would, I would go there and halfway through the session they would turn on the wave machine because otherwise it would just be a very shallow pool and you could kind of teach the kids to get used to water. But um, Elijah at the time when I, when I was taken was kind of petrified of water. He's got, he's got a lot better. But he would cling to me so that I couldn't let go. But he, he's obviously three years old. He's not light. Um, and I would try and slowly walk him into the wave machine. So one day I pick him up. I carry him in. Um, all the ladies, as usual, are just looking at me like I'm a weirdo and I'm walking towards them to try and, you know, <laughs> chat them up. But I, I stroll c- slowly, deeper, deeper into the wave machine. And I realize Elijah is freaking out because the waves are now kind of, every now and again, a big one will, will splash him and, and both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one wave happened to just take down my shorts. Um, but I'm holding Elijah in deep wavy water which he is petrified of so I cannot let go of him Uh, and my shorts are down and he's up so I just had to literally slowly walk backwards bearing all until I was enough of a kind of shallow point that I could pull them back up Um, so the ladies then looked at me for a totally different reason (laughs) they're like no he's definitely a creep (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Now we understand wow. why London is the top holiday destination <laughs> yeah. in the world. Yeah. Because yeah. of the leisure centers with wave pools. <laughs> yeah. Where anything goes. <laughs> when they say come to London and see the famous Lloyds of London, it's just g- generally a group of guys who hang out in swimming pools. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right, well, I guess that'll wrap up Slices. Up next... Deus Vale. You're listening to the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Remember them from 1998? Oh, yeah. It's their song, The Nutcracker Suite. You know, like I mentioned the last few weeks, this month, all month long at Relevant.TV, we are playing the best videos of 2007, kind of the best indie videos, your favorites, the highest voted, highest rated videos of 2007. Click over to Relevant.TV to check that out. Last week, we had the pleasure of... Deus Vale, coming through the studios and uh, performing for us. They are on Brave New World Records, and this year they released the album uh, All the Houses Look the Same, which I like it. It's yeah, good. it is very good. You can check them out at deusvale.com. It's D-E-A-S-V-A-I-L.com. They have a verb page and a MySpace page as well. So here they are, Deus Vale. This song is um, called Surface. It was... Uh song that we is kind of our first single off our record all the houses look the same which is uh put out by brave new world records um my name is wes um i'm jonathan i'm andy i'm kelsey and laura beth doesn't have a microphone but she's playing the keyboards for you guys again we're das vale and this song is called surface hope you guys enjoy <laughs> Yeah. 
Cause I'm no good for you All we need are words we can mend For the chance that we can pretend Again. And all you need is to see an end To tell me we can make the world turn the Christmas merriment going. You're listening to Elton John with the song Step Into Christmas. A little something for Lloyd. It's <laughs> reminding you of your homeland? Oh yeah, I love Elton. <laughs> I, 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 I imagine that they play this on a continual loop at the leisure centers. <laughs> leisure centers. <laughs> Sorry, big difference. His evil eye is starting to get really evil. Yeah. <laughs> Have I got an evil you eye? Just, you just reminded me of Hito Turkoglu yeah. at the game this week. I'm I'm ready for a <laughs> two-footed jump kick to fly across the room at any second. Two-footed British jump I would jump. do it if I could be bothered. <laughs> it's not happening, though. All right. So uh, that's Elton John. Enjoy. Okay. So last week we asked you for your feedback. We wanted to know your worst and most disappointing Christmas gifts ever. Kind of like the keyboard that was really a hockey net. And that's, I'll actually start with one that's very similar to that. Okay. This one comes from uh, someone who had a, a good friend who, when they were newlyweds, mm-hmm. um, they were really into pool, like the game that you play. Not like wave pools. Yeah, not like wave pools. Those are dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, those are hazardous to those. Those foster well, wardrobe malfunctions. Yeah, mainly the laser center wave yeah. pools. <laughs> I guess pool cues are pretty expensive, and the, and mm-hmm. the wife had one that she really wanted. And I guess okay, the high end one. Yeah. High end, yeah. You can get a pool cue for like yeah, three ninety nine. Wait, wait, wait. What is the difference between a high end one? Oh, they're like graphite, and they're like they're really nice. Well, it's like golf clubs. I mean, they're, I go yeah. high. Right. Like no, I'm sorry, it's not. A pool cue is a long, <laughs> pointy stick. A golf club has several different aspects that could change with price and material. It's a pointy stick with a soft nub on the end. You can't really change that. Well, regardless of uh, price to actual value ratio, the wife had one picked out that she really wanted. So she sees a present underneath the tree that is in a, a long box wrapped up with a bow on it. And so she decides, you know, I'm going to save that one for last. And uh-huh. so she a- opened all her presents, but keeping in mind that, okay, the big present's coming up at the end. And so she opens the box, and it is an extendable feather duster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the stereotypical, you know, it's not even as good as a vacuum cleaner because at least that costs some money. Yeah, you, you know? got this at Big Lots. Yeah. I mean, isn't that one of the worst? i got to say, that's got to be one of the worst type of presents for a man to buy is what I got you cleaning products. <laughs> yeah. It's like... This is how much I love you. Yeah, go clean. <laughs> and the, even that he bothered to wrap that. You know yeah. what I mean? I have one here from Riley Wright, which I really think that's an interesting name. I like that. Riley Wright. Um, his girlfriend at the time was coming along slowly in terms of learning and understanding sarcasm. 
Uh, because of her inability to distinguish between serious requests and humorous wit. <laughs> she said one Christmas she purchased two tickets for them to see Clay Aiken as a way to show her love for him. What? Uh, needless to say, things didn't work out between the two of us. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. He's, love, he's the, was he American Idol winner? Uh, backup. Runner up. Runner up. Oh, okay. He's become a gay phenomenon. <laughs> But he hasn't said, he hasn't said he's gay. No, um, but he no, he has a gay followers. fan base. Yeah, he is a gay like, fan. And, and little girls fan. love him too. Oh, I didn't know. They that. do. Okay. Like all his fans, while he why, was on. Why, the show when you was... said little girls, did you point at me? <laughs> you know, you did, right? <laughs> I didn't. You did. It might have been like in the back of your mind that you. Yeah, that's unf- I'm. I'm her. <laughs> And little girls, I you know, apologize. pointing at me. I apologize. Hey, listen, um, <laughs> to make you feel better about yourself, you, you're getting a real fan base here. You know, people are writing in. I have, I have a big family. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee Hurth wrote in and said, Lloyd's great. Please make, bring, make him a permanent part of the cast. Can you also please post a picture of him? Ooh. Oh. Hello. <laughs> married, ladies. He's married. And, uh, <laughs> but if you go to the wave pool... <laughs> <laughs> I have one here from Jana or lick a whiskey. <laughs> Sorry, I probably really ruined that. Anyways, she kind of had the same thing. She really, really wanted to have a gray pea coat. This is in the nineties. Really wanted it. Last present she opened, opened the the top of it, saw gray. And it was floor mats for her car. Oh. <laughs> she was really disappointed. See, who, who goes, you know what? I think they want, I think she wants some new mats for her car. <laughs> uh, those look, those are lovely. And the thing is, I could see how the texture of like a floor mat, yeah. you could easily be like, it's the Pico. Oh, yeah. Man, it's floor mats. Uh, Robbie Davis wrote in, or maybe it's Roby. It's R-O-B-Y. Is that Roby or Robbie? R-O-B-Y. Potato, potato, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Leisure Davis wrote in. He says, I want to see Jesse do the chicken rescue with his lifeguard training. <laughs> well, thankfully, it hasn't come to that yet. <laughs> but if, if you would be kind enough to set up some, some sort of place where I can actually perform a chicken rescue demonstration, I would be happy to. I'm just glad. That's why I take you to the magic games. You're there in case I do get jump kicked to the chest that you could resuscitate me. You've had training. Uh, maybe if I'm not gone already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I saw any of those guys coming towards me, I'd be like, "See ya, I'm out." <laughs> hey, look over there! The blimp's gone into a spiral. <laughs> well, Eric had a three Christmases in a row. It started off um, when he was using his dad's beard trimmer. Like the you know the, the electronic razor. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess his parents were like, "Well, I guess I guess Eric needs a beard trimmer," so they bought him one as his main present for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he said he could tell it was like a ten dollar one from Walgreens, mm-hmm. and it stopped working almost immediately. <laughs> so he resumed using his father's. So the next year they decided oh. to get him one just like his dad's. Except this one had a turbo button, too. So it was his main gift. And he's like, beer trimmer two years in a row. All right, at least this one. At least I ended up with one that had a turbo. Year three opens it up, and it's a beer trimmer. <laughs> I'm, I'm still curious. Why, why, if you have a beer trimmer, does it need a turbo setting? Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's why, I guess, between Christmas two and three, he ended up, uh, something was wrong with the turbo button, because apparently it broke, because he told his parents, he's like, you know, I need to get a new beer trimmer. I went out and bought one today. And so, I, when he opened up the presents, he's like, Mom, no offense, I love you guys, and it's Christmas and all, and that's about family. But why have I got a beard trimmer for three years in a row? And she was, said, was he like one of those, you know, like, was he like a wolf boy? <laughs> I mean, they, they were like, he, seriously, you need to cut that, cut that back a bit. You know what? I didn't read here. He's in the circus. <laughs> but um, she said, well, you know, I remember over the summer you said you needed a beard trimmer. And he goes, yes, but you don't remember that I followed it with, I went out and bought one today. <laughs> so he's got a whole collection. So. Yeah, he could start a museum <laughs> <laughs> of crappy beard trimmers. If I was his friend, I would get him one for Christmas this year. Oh, I was, I would. Oh yeah, I would one do it every year. Yeah. <laughs> Only the ten dollar ones, but just keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Uh, it's it's one of those jokes that never get old. Yeah, you know? it's like DJ Jesse Jeff getting chucked out of the house by Uncle Phil. Right, funny every time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, this one is from uh, Lauren Morell, and it, uh, it starts off a little bit sad, much like our stories from last week. Um, when she was 14, her grandparents got a divorce. Um, but that year they found out that, um, you know, they obviously, uh, as, as it can happen with the divorce, they would then go to different, um, two different places for Christmas. They have mm-hmm. two Christmases. Um, and they, they found out quickly who it was in the, in the marriage who was buying the presents. <laughs> as uh, one of the first presents Grandpa bought for them, um, considering this is a 14-year-old, was a clam knife. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it says no one in our family even ever has ever eaten or had a, f- a, a kind of a desire for clams. But he bought the, a fourteen-year-old girl a clam knife. <laughs> I think he was at the grocery store the night before Christmas. And thought, yeah. Oh man! And I it get says something. And it says and last year. And we got a box of Russell Stover's chocolates, but we knew they were at least three years old because the Russell Stover's outlet store closed three years ago. Oh. And he tried to freeze them, so they were all funny coloured. <laughs> nice. Oh, my gosh. Tony Bullard uh, wrote in. I appreciate this. He gave us some backstory. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, my father's stepmother, uh, so step-grandmother. Wait. Hang on. Fa- father's step- <laughs> Third power. Father's stepmother. <laughs> Third okay, power. Got it, so got his step grandmother was always a stereotypical, terrible stepmother. She was very egocentric and cared little for other people. However, she did like to spend my grandfather's money. So this always led to really expensive gifts that no one wanted. So that's the backstory. Okay. One year when he was eight, she got him a soft briefcase <laughs> <laughs> for an eight year old he says I was eight years old <laughs> I literally looked at my parents and said well maybe this will be useful someday <laughs> nice that's a good present <laughs> for an eight year old yeah. uh, I, I'd, be, I'd appreciate that I'd be like you're thinking ahead and I like it yeah <laughs> a soft briefcase <laughs> soft briefcase and it was three years mm. old, and he kept it in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of clam knives in there. <laughs> All right, so uh, that'll do it for your feedback. Here's this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Okay, so, you know, today we've talked about, there's been a common thread, and we didn't plan it. A lady got jump kicked in front of an entire arena of people. The mascot, a head fell off in front of an entire arena mm-hmm. of people. Lloyd had his pants come down in front of an entire <laughs> pool of people. So we want to know. We want to know. Innocent, children's innocence were lost that day. So we want to know the worst thing that happened to you in front of a large group of people. Mm-hmm. Not friends and family. A large group of people. Like if you're on stage, you were just walking to your seat with popcorn and you got nailed with something. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Out of nowhere. <laughs> we want to know your most unexpectedly bad moments in front of large groups of people. I enjoy these types of stories. If you want to answer the editorial question of the week, email us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. And yeah, send us your most embarrassing things or the worst things that happen to you in front of a large group of people. I don't want to say most embarrassing moments because it has to be in front of a large group of people. Mm-hmm. In relevant updates, we have a few items of note to share with you. Um, it's the week before Christmas, and a couple of you have some last-minute shopping you want to do. And then next week, the week after Christmas, you have some Christmas money to spend. So until the end of the year, if you go to relevantmagazine.com slash Christmas, uh, we have a special gift subscription um, offer for you. Uh, you know, one-year subscription to Relevant is 12 bucks, but you can get up to three more subs for only $7 a piece. We actually lose money on those, um, but it's kind of our Christmas gift to you. Um, so you can give out cheap presents that people think are actually more expensive than they are. So there's that. Secondly, our staff uh, Christmas party is next week, uh, the last Friday before Christmas, and we always award prizes to you know for a staff Christmas contest. This year or in past years, we've done uh, Christmas door decorating contests. You know, people would decorate a door in a certain theme. This year, because we have so many kind of we are in a new building and we have a lot of open spaces rather than private offices. We actually are, um, we had a contest where uh, staffers decorated their desk areas uh, for Christmas. And so we took pictures and we put them online. Uh, you can go to relevantmagazine.com and, and click on the link there to vote for the staff 
Christmas contest. The I think that num- the number one vote getter gets like a Nintendo DS. Um, then second place is like an iPod Nano, and third place is a Target gift certificate or something like that. So make sure to go over to relevantmagazine.com um, and and vote for the Christmas decorations there. A little housekeeping note: we're not going to have a podcast for the next two weeks. I'm I'm personally out of town on a couple of trips next week, so I just won't have time to do it. Uh, and then the week after that is the week before in between Christmas and New Year's, and pretty much everybody gone so you know enjoy the time with your families and uh, we will be back in the new year and but before we kind of go away for christmas just check out relevantmagazine.com it's kind of going to be our christmas gift to you guys Um, a major change is happening it's not up when we're recording this podcast so i don't want to say it's happened but it is our every intention for it to happen before christmas so uh, check out relevantmagazine.com for uh, some of Lloyd's handiwork. And on that note, we'll wrap up the podcast. Many thanks to Deus Vale for coming through. Again, you can check out their music at deusvale.com. Their album's in stores nationwide. Uh, check out their MySpace page as well. And I guess that'll do it. I guess this is the last podcast for, for 2007. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm a small irritating lizard. <laughs> and I'm Maya String. We'll see you in 2008. <laughs> Anytime, anywhere. Time out. Almost time to get back to the chair.